I'll read one passage of scripture today in your hearing, and I won't be long. I'm going to do some things different today, and I hope you will just hear the word of the Lord today. This has been upon me for several weeks now, and uh, as you know, God has just directed us and moved us the way he wanted us to go, but today is the day. The Bible said in Luke 4, Luke chapter 4, verse 18, Jesus talking. Your Bible is a red letter edition. It'll be in red writing. It said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Notice this next thing that he said. To preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. I want to take one word out of that whole verse, verse 18, and there's some mighty things said about Jesus there. But he said one thing that I, I want to preach about just a little bit today. By the way, I didn't know who was going to be here, who wasn't going to be here. Nobody's told me who was coming today. So whatever I preach today, it's of God because the Lord laid this on my heart and he said today's the day. And so I'm, I'm preaching today to all of us because there's a lot of things that, that we need to happen in this room this morning. I'm, I'm believing God touched Gloria today. I'm just believing that. But there's some other miracles that God wants to do in this house on this Sunday morning. And I believe the Lord is going to do exactly that. One word, one word. Everybody say deliverance. Say it with me, deliverance. Has anybody here ever had to have deliverance in your life? Deliverance. You may be seated. God bless you. We call him wonderful. We call him counselor. We call him the mighty God. We call him the prince of peace. We call him the everlasting father, the rose of Sharon, the bright and morning star, the first and the last. The scripture speaks of Jesus as that which was and which is and which is to come. He's the bread when you're hungry, the water when you're thirsty. He's light in the darkness. He has so many things that we could preach about today. But today I want to talk to you from that one word, deliverance, because he said in Luke chapter 4 that the Spirit of the Lord was upon him and had anointed him to preach and to heal the brokenhearted. I was thinking when we started this service today, they, they started singing almost every song. Went with, I leaned over to Brother Chase. I said, they don't have a clue what I'm preaching today. But, but if you have chains, he's a chain breaker. If you feel lost, if you feel helpless, the deliverer is in this house today. I've come to preach about deliverance on this Sunday morning. Because you see, in, in the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, when they said to him one day, Lord, teach us to pray. This is what he said. Pray in this manner. Our Father which art in heaven, you know the Lord's prayer. I won't recite it all, but one portion 
of that prayer in Matthew 6 and 13 said, lead us not in temptation, but deliver us. Somebody say deliver us. They needed deliverance just like we need deliverance. Uh, there are so many things that can overwhelm us and overtake us in life. People are bound by all kind of situations and all kind of disease and problems and addictions and things that come upon us. Sometimes we don't understand how we got to where we are. But I've had to pray many times, Lord, deliver me. I'm a pastor, but I've had to pray, Lord, deliver me. I need deliverance in my life. Is there anybody else that understands where I'm coming from tonight yeah, or today? It may be depression in your life. It may be oppression in your life. It may be a financial difficulty that you don't know how to deal with. There may be issues in your family today, but the deliverer is in the house today. Could I tell you on this Sunday morning, there is nothing impossible with God. I need a witness here right now. I said there's nothing impossible with God. There's nothing that God can't do. There's nothing too big for God. There's nothing too small for God. You say, well, pastor, it doesn't, really matter about my little situation. Oh, yes, it does. It matters because God sees you in the state that you're in. He understands exactly where you are. He knows what you're going through. There is nothing that escapes the eyes of God. He knows everything about every one of us today. And he has come to this service on this Sunday morning as a deliverer to people who are bound. You may not be able to worship because you are bound today. He has come to deliver you. You may not be able to pray because your conscience has smote you. You know, in the devil, isn't he a sly old fox? He jumps right up on our shoulder when we've done something wrong and he starts telling us all the reasons why we don't really have a right to pray and we don't really have a right to praise the Lord. Some of you in this room today started to lift your hands. I don't know who you are, but you started to lift your hands. And the devil said, what, who do you think you are? Because he beats us to death with our past. And he wants us to think that we've not been forgiven. But honey, I want to tell you that the Lord Jesus Christ is the fastest forgiver in all of the world. And when you say, I'm sorry, he says, I forgive. And you have a right to praise the Lord. I want to say it again. You have a right to praise the Lord. The devil is a liar today. You don't have to walk in depression. You don't have to walk in addiction. You don't have to walk bound today. You need to get your hands up in the air and say, God, I'm declaring my fate today. And my fate is victory in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. You see, he didn't start yesterday delivering people. Matter of fact, one of the greatest deliverances that he ever did was to a man by the name of Moses, and he sent him back into the land of Egypt to lead three to five million Israelites out of bondage. 
they were in bondage. And ladies and gentlemen, when God got ready to deliver them, he brought them out. He didn't, brought the, he didn't bring them out to leave them in the wilderness. He brought them out to a land of promise. He brought them out to better situations. He got them out of the slavery they were in and brought them into a place that he could bless them. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, hear this preacher on this Sunday morning. God don't want to just bring you out. He wants to carry you through. He wants to set your feet on a rock. He wants to give you the land of milk and honey because he's that kind of deliverer today. He didn't just start yesterday. Let me tell you, he can, he can close the lion's mouth. Somebody say, well, Daniel went in a lion's den. No, 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 he didn't either. He went in a den of lions. <laughs> There's a difference in a lion's den and a den of lions. Because you can have a lion's den there be no lions. But when you get to a den of lions, that means there's lions in the, in the den. Hello. But if God can go down, and, just, and we think about this, and we sing about this, and we talk about this every once in a while, but I want you to get a mental picture. All the old hungry lions laying around with their mouth locked because the deliverer stepped on board. You see, if God can deliver a man by the name of Daniel, why can't he deliver you and I? We're not in a lion's den today or a den of lions, but we are standing in all kind of, of, of junk that is happening all around us in our world. We've never seen a day like we're looking at right now. People are bound by everything you can imagine and I would tell you today that what God wants to do is lock the devil's mouth, lock the world's mouth, set you free and set you on a road to victory. There's deliverance in this house this morning and God wants to give it to you. You remember the story of three boys by the name of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they, they were de demanded by the king that they bow. And they said, we're not going to bow. But I love what they said. They said, um, our God is able. Now, he may not do it, but our God's able to deliver us. And the king said, well, if you're not going to bow, we're going to take care of you. So he said, turn the fire up and seven times hotter than it normally is, said we're going we're gonna to drop these three Hebrew boys over in the fire. And, and he did. And it was so hot, it was so hot that those that looked over in it died in the fiery furnace. You listening? But when the king looked in there, he said, uh, didn't we throw three boys in this fire? Oh, yeah, king. We threw three of them in. He said, I see a fourth one. And it looks like the Son of God. See, that, that, that may not ring your bell, but let me just tell you something. When the fire's hot enough to kill the guards... When the fire's turned up seven times hotter than it normally is. And the Lord says, I'll take care of that. And he steps into the fire. Let me tell you that story in its depth because some of you don't read the fine print. Do you know when those Hebrew boys came out of that fire that they did not even have the smell of smoke on their clothes? That's what the Bible said. There was not even the smell. You say, that's a fairy tale. No, that's a deliverer. That's what God done. And that's what he will do again. There's some of you in this room today 
today, if I had time for testimonies, I could go around and stick this mic up in your nose and you'd say, oh yeah, I remember when I was there and I, I know what God done for me and I want to tell you on this day that except for the grace of God, none of us would be in this house today. None of us would be able to lift our hands today. None of us would be praising God today because the deliverer showed up and that's the only reason we're here this morning. If he can shut the mouths of lions, if he can quench the fire in the furnace, if he can deliver Simon Peter out of a prison cell, if he can heal the demoniac of Gadara, you ever read about him? A man that they put in chains and he was so wicked and so possessed with demons that when they put him in chains, he would invariably break the chains. He would run about and scare people to death. The city was was, was up set because of the demoniac of Gadara and he lived among the tombs but when the deliverer came by when the deliverer showed up you know what you find the last picture of the demoniac of Gadara the Bible only gives his name just said he was a demoniac he was full of devils and let me tell you where you find him you find him clothed fully clothed and in his right mind, sitting at the feet of Jesus. Hallelujah. You want to talk about deliverance today? There's not any alcohol that can God can't deliver you from. There's not a pill that God can't deliver you from. There's not a needle that God can't deliver you from. There's not any kind of addiction. There's not a depression that God can't set you free from this morning. It doesn't matter what you're going through. God is the deliverer. I got some witnesses today. I'm going to let some people help me preach today. Come here, Taylor. I've been wanting to do this. I want Taylor to take a few minutes here. And she's scared. She's never done this, but she's going to do it. And I want her to tell you where she came from. These are the people that are head of our CLC recovery. And some of their people are here today that they've been worshiping with and, and helping along the way. And they're doing a fantastic job. But I want Taylor to come and then Gage is going to come. They're going to take their time. They're going to tell you their story because you need to hear what God done in their life. Good morning. I am very nervous. I have done this in a much smaller setting. Um, so I'm going to make it kind of quick and shorten it up a little bit, but I grew up in Hebert, Louisiana. Um, my mom and my biological dad separated and divorced when I was very small. Um, he was, you know, abusive. Um, I went through a lot of trauma as a kid. Um, and so with all of that in the beginning of my life, it, you know, started me out very confused about everything. What a dad was supposed to look like. We didn't grow up in church. We didn't, you know, we just didn't have any of that. And um, so that kind of sent me down a road. Uh, when I got out in college, uh, you know, started picking up certain drugs that just spiraled into bigger things. And... So, and, and then, of course, I met my now husband at that time, and we went, <laughs> we went through a separation because of, you know, how we were and, and all of that. And so we were separated about six months, and I was living somewhere in a completely different state at the time, and um, he came to visit, and um, 
he said he just he was very different I can't explain it he just was not the same person that I had always known he was there was just something in him that was just a peace above all understanding and it was like God's love were just like pouring out of him and um, I said okay I need to know whoever you've been talking to and I need to know whatever you got a hold of because I need it and um, there was a lady in Baton Rouge that's now my now spiritual mother um, and she helped grow him up and taught him about um, emotional maturity and what it really means to be a part of kingdom and what we have access to because we are adopted in in Christ and so I began to talk with her. I had never met this lady. <laughs> I had never met her in person. And I started speaking with her on the phone a couple of times a week. And you could just tell by the way that she carried herself. I just grew up in a way of everything stressed me out. Everything was depressed. Everything was confusing. Everything was torment. All of those things. And so to meet her and how she was, there was just something inside of her that I wanted. And um, so I began to speak with her, and I went through deliverance, and I began to pray and learn how to fast and all of those things and really saw after that. And as a matter of fact, when I came to church here a couple of years ago, I was fasting and praying about uh, receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I did not know what it was. I asked God. I was like, I have no I was very real with him about that. I said, I don't know what this is, but if you say it's a gift— like, I had already seen my faith come to pass in other areas of my life with him. And I said, I want it. If, if I don't know exactly what it is, but I want it. And um, I, I began to pray and fast about it. And I was going on a retreat that next week with my spiritual mother. And I thought that I was going to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost on my retreat. And I know it was God because we pulled up at church here that day. It was like the sun. It was a Sunday before we left. And we were in the parking lot. And my husband said, uh, if you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I'm sure you all have to do is ask. He was just so casual about it. Well, then when we got in here and Pastor gave his message at the end, he called up and he said, if anyone in here hasn't received the baptism of the Holy Ghost and they want to, they, I urge you to come down to the front. And I just looked at Gage and started laughing and ran. And um, I said, I'm not leaving here today without it. And what I've realized about sobriety and what I've realized about my relationship with God or my marriage is the more that I'm intentional about that. And the more that I chase after him, he, it's, there's no valve that he shuts off. He continues to pour as long as you continue to sit under. Um, and so I, you know, I am sober, and, and that's just a minuscule thing, in my opinion, of what all he's done in my life. We've adopted our kids. Our marriage was restored. Um, how I think about myself, how I look, how I talk, how I act, all of those things. My relationships with my family has been restored. Uh, relationships with all of you, I never used to be able to, I never knew what it was like to be a friend, uh, much less have a real friend. And I have so many people, and I mean that so genuinely. I don't say that lighthearted in this room today. Um, and so that's a little bit of peace um, of kind of what happened with me. Um, but I'm very thankful, and he does exactly what he says he'll do. Thank you. What kind of drugs you Methamphetamine. Methamphetamine. God delivered you. He did. Took it away. Yes. Give God praise for that. Come here, Gage. 
See, I want you to hear. I, I don't want to just preach the sermon today. I want you to hear what God's done. Tell them just exactly. Well, praise God. Hey, where Pastor was at at the end of before he sat down, exactly where I was at this morning. <clears throat> Taylor and I didn't even know that we was going to be doing this today until about 9.30. Pastor said, come to my office when you get here. <clears throat> and uh, we were already running late. So... We had people waiting at the door for us to come visit with us today, uh, and I was reading exactly where he's at this morning. I want to just share this, that this suit that you see is a, like it's just a, a testimony of where God found me at, because that man that Jesus found in the cemetery that, was, that had lesions of demons inside of him, that's where I came from. And I may not look like it being up here today with my suit and my tie, but I have been clothed in righteousness. I have been delivered. I have been set free. Can we just say thank you, God, that you are a deliverer? Let me tell you something about the people that came to visit today. We may look like we're crazy, but we believe in deliverance. Come on. I'm not bound by addiction. I'm not bound by lust. I'm not bound by poverty. I have been delivered. Amen. Chase, hey, fasting, deliverance is a lifestyle. Deliverance is a lifestyle. I sit down with Chase in his pew Monday. I said, Chase, I need deliverance. We never get too good. We are constantly working on ourselves. I was a young boy molested as a child. I know there may be children in this room, but you know what I tell my children is, and if we don't talk to our kids about this, maybe we should start. As a young child, I was molested by, by people that set me on a road full of lust, perversion, pornography, women, and just forms of addiction, heroin. I was that guy in the cemetery. I have scars on my arm from cutting myself and poking myself. Death could not find me. I could not die if I wanted to. I've found myself in many times in hospitals detoxes, treatment centers. If there's a time in my life that I have sought God, I've been there. But this is the thing, though. I was not delivered until I found the name of Jesus. I, this is part of my testimony, and if you come on Tuesday nights, you will know it. I denied him. I, there's so many times. You know, there's a man in the Bible that was healed, that was blind, that Jesus healed. And they brought him to, uh, the, the Pharisees brought him in. They brought his parents in because they didn't even believe him. He says, I don't know who this dude is. All I know is, is that I was once blind and now I see. Can we just give God glory? That's the God I know. This is bigger than religion. You want to come up here and get prayed for? I believe this is how much faith that I have in the God that delivered me. If you step up here right now and put your knees down and humble yourself before God, I don't care what it is that you got going on, what you need delivered from, what you're going on through, with through in life, God will meet you right here. Praise God. It's bigger than religion. It's bigger than church. It's bigger than that. I thank God today that I can, that I've been delivered. I can be a husband, that I can be a father. I had to be delivered from that. How to treat women, how to love my wife. 
Have you ever tried to love somebody? Have you ever tried to love somebody that is not reciprocated back to you? That doesn't have any interest in you? That doesn't seek after you? But that's how much Jesus loved me in a time that I rejected him. In a time where I didn't even know him, nor did I want to know him. My higher power had me sober. But Jesus met me and loved me exactly where I was at. I'll never forget the moment he delivered me from anger, emotional immaturity. Let me tell you something, men. It's okay to cry. Because if we don't cry, guess how our emotions come out? We throw stuff. We hit stuff. We get upset. It's okay to let it out. I learned that the hard way. I don't have to. I repair sheetrock for a living now. I don't have to do it in my house. There is a way through every type of addiction, every type of downfall that we, that we have to go through in life. Deliverance is a lifestyle. Fasting is a lifestyle. It is not something that I'm going to be free from everything. God is still working in me. But this is what I know, that if he did it for me then, he'll do it for me again. That's what I know, Chase. If he did it for me, he's going to do it for Chase. If he did it for Taylor, he's going to do it for Courtney. If he did it for Courtney, he's going to do it for David, Haley, Daniel. I know God. I, I know God. I know that he is delivering. And I testify before you today that this is more than church to me. This is more than a gathering. I know when I step right here on Sunday mornings that the Spirit of God is in this room. And whosoever call upon his name shall be saved, shall be delivered, shall be filled, and shall be baptized for the remission of their sins in the name of Jesus. And you will have a better life. I testify to it today. I testify to it today. It's bigger than church. It is bigger than church. Jesus is a deliverer. There's an ex-heroin addict right there just a few years ago. But he went and found a, a place to pray. God baptized him with the Holy Ghost. He found the Lord before his wife did, and that's why she didn't know what happened to him. Said when he showed back up, she said, I, I, he's not the same guy. Well, let me tell you, when the deliverer comes, you won't be the same person. When the deliverer shows up. See, this is a little different, but I, I wanted you to just hear a word from them today. I want you to listen to me right now. In this room, it may not be heroin or meth. It may not be a pill. It may not be a needle. It may not be alcohol. It may not be nicotine. It may be a spirit. It may be a depression. It may be something that you've struggled with for years. It may be hatred. Do not hear me. It may be, it may be something that, that I don't even name up here that you struggle with, that you've had problems with. I've come to tell you the deliverer is here. I read the book of Joel, and here's what he said. Talking about the last day revival. And whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There's a deliverer. There's a deliverer. Not only did he say that, but this is one of my favorite scriptures. And whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord 
shall be delivered, shall be delivered. I can't tell you how many times I've had to get over stuff in my life. I've never been a, a drug addict, but I've had some addictions, and I've had some problems, and I've had some issues, and I've had some things come against me. And some strongholds that I talked about here on Wednesday night a few weeks ago. Some things that come after me. And I can't tell you how many times I've had to fall before him and do just exactly what that man said. And call upon the name of Jesus and felt the deliverer come and wash it all away and take it all out of me. Because he will always deliver. Stand with me all over this house. I could preach for a while today on all the, the people that got delivered in the Scriptures. People that the Lord set free. Here's what I can tell you. The Bible said, whosoever the Son makes free. See, I want you to understand something. We're not against Alcoholic Anonymous. We think they do a good job. We're not against any program that helps people over their addictions. But the final word is him. The final word. The final mark in your life. You see, you don't have to tell everybody today. I just, I, I told Gage this morning, he and Taylor, when they came to my office just for a short moment, I said, today is going to be deliverance day. I don't know. It may be people that's been members of this church for 30, 40 years. I don't know. You may be here for the very first time. You may have been here 10 times. I don't know. Here's what I know. If you've got something in your life today that you want to get over and you want God to take it away, you want God to, to remove that out of you and deliver your mind today. Do you know where the devil works most? Listen to me right now. He works right between your ears. That's where he works the hardest. He wants you to think the wrong thing. He wants you to think bad things. He wants you, he don't want you thinking faith. He don't want you to think in God. He don't want you thinking deliverance. He wants you to think useless, hopeless, no way. That's what he wants you to think. But I'm here to preach to you on a Sunday morning. Deliverance is here today. Feel the presence of the Lord right now. It's going to be very simple today because let me tell you, you will never get deliverance without being totally honest with God. Never. You, will know, you, you know that. My wife is a counselor. She does it every day. She's a mental health therapist. She's trying to figure me out. But she'll tell you today, if you're not going to be honest with me, I can't help you. If you're not going to tell me the truth, I can't help you. I wonder if we could just pull the veneer off. I just, I feel different here today. I just feel something so different in this room right now, but powerful. I wonder if we could just pull off the mask, just pull off the veneer. Just remove all of what we want people to see. Just become real here for a few minutes and say, Lord, I need help today. I need you to fix my mind. 
I need you to fix my home. I need you to fix my marriage. I need you to fix my life. And I'm here today to confess that I hadn't done it right. But I need you, Jesus. I need you today. I wonder who would just join me right now. I'll be the first one to the altar today because I need deliverance today. I need, I need things in my mind to be right. I went, <clears throat> I went to bed last night, tried to go to bed early because I knew I was going to lose an hour, and I get up very, very early on Sunday mornings, and I woke up a little after 11 last night, and from 11.20 till the time I got out of bed this morning at 4 o'clock, I have probably not slept 30 minutes. But all I could think about all night long was God. We just need deliverance today. We just need deliverance. We need, we need for God to set us free. We need the Lord to touch our minds and our hearts, our spirits today. He, need, he come to set at liberty those that are captive. He come to deliver the captive. That's what he said. And if the devil's got you captive in any way, I want you to meet me down here this morning. And let's just turn some things over to the Lord here the next few minutes. Look, don't be ashamed. I agree with you, Gage. If, if, if crying makes you less of a man, I'm a baby. That's all I can tell you. Because I love, I love to get in the presence of the Lord and weep before him. But I'll tell you what the Bible said. He loveth such as of a broken heart and a contrite spirit. He loves it when we are broken before him.